Hello and welcome to My Xbox and Me, episode 420. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, alongside the one and only. See, it's weird, because because I'm on an iPad, you're up and down. You're not left and right to me. So uh, the one and only, Matt P. Video, the return. The married man, Matt P. Video, Matt, how are you? Married man indeed, wearing a ring and everything. Oh my God. Yeah, no, it, it's good. Life is good. Life's good. Life how was the good. wedding? How'd it go? Perfect. Perfect. The weather held out. Perfect day. Couldn't ask for more. It was great. Oh, well, the only one thing I could have asked for more is MC Fixer to be there on the dance floor with me. That's all I wanted. Fuck off. <laughs> what am I, chop liver? <laughs> what a load of, what a load of bollocks. Get out of here. Get out of here. And of course, the return of Paul Despawn. How are you, Despawn? That's me. I'm also married, but you know, I've been doing it for a while now, so it's yeah, all hard to me. I don't can, yeah. You've been married yeah. for a while. So who's been there, next? done that. Who gets married first, me or Crash? Well, you have one thing over Crash that he doesn't, right? Which is a fiance. So I mean the good money is on you, I think, Fix, but who knows? Yeah, but you know, look at Crash. That, that's a ladies' man. When you see him, that is 100%. a ladies' man. 100 percent So for those for those who are not aware, Crash is still on holiday. He's in Albania. And for those who are wondering why I'm in a whole different setup, no, I haven't finally bought that hat I've been talking about for about 20 years. Um, I am currently in Cyprus. Um, maybe I'll just give you a tour outside in a second, but we'll see what happens. We'll see how long this podcast goes. Uh, but we don't miss a week. 420 weeks. We still haven't missed a week. We don't plan on missing a week. So here we go, as usual. Uh, this is My Xbox and Me, our weekly Xbox podcast, right here on youtube.com slash My Xbox and Me and all podcasts car services if you want the show if you want the show and you want to support us financially head over to patreon.com slash mcfixer look we're a little bit late this week i generally think with what we've been speaking about things are going to get a lot smoother i do i do generally think that famous last words why would you say yeah, that loud? Whatever, whatever. Remember to go review us on all podcast services uh, as much as you can uh, and subscribe to the YouTube channels. Uh, shout out to our Patreon producer, Erin God. Topic of the show this week. Gamescom is upon us, boys. And I'm kind of jealous that I'm not going. Matt, you're going, right? I am indeed. I will be there. It's a good point, actually. We haven't talked about the podcast that week, but I'm assuming I won't be on it. But next week, the week after that, I will come back and tell you all about all the cool things I did at Gamescom. That'd be exciting. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm not going. This one, you go? No. Oh, you might be. It sounds I'm, like I'm, you both I'm, might be. So I'm, no. I'm definitely at that position of like, last minute weekend away? Yeah, I get that. I get Possibly. that. Yeah, no. I, yeah. I would be. It's Hayden's birthday. If it wasn't the same week as Hayden's birthday, I probably would have just been like, I'll just come for a day. But no, I, I really, really can't. Uh, but mean, the big news this. Go I was going to say, I mean, Germany's nice for a birthday holiday, right? Cologne's beautiful. Just, we're literally mm -hmm. in Cyprus. Yeah, I mean, you know, you need, you need a holiday for your holiday, right? No, uh, Paris. Come on, guys. I can't keep going places. I can't keep going. I can't keep going. Um, but the big news this week is, obviously, Xbox is at Gamescom. Um, there's been actually a lot of talk about Xbox at Gamescom, really. Um, a lot more than we've seen since COVID, I guess, um, with showcases, them saying they're going to have a big presence. Um, they've announced a f most most of what they're showing at the show floor, and they've also announced what won't be at the show floor, um, which is uh, letting some people down. Uh, Matt brought this to my attention just before we started. So, Matt, what's, what's going on? Talk to me. What's not going to be a game? <clears throat> the, the, well, the big misses, I think, uh, are Bethesda, which isn't unheard of, right? Bethesda games typically don't showcase at Gamescom, although Fallout 76 will be playable on the show floor. Why they needed to announce that, I don't know. But yeah, Starfield <laughs> Starfield is the big mess, right? There will be no Starfield. A lot of speculation as to why. A lot of people sort of saying that this is bad news probably for Starfield. But look, like I say, Bethesda aren't known for doing long public play sessions of their games before they come out. Gamescom is no exception to that. And honestly, it's the sort of game that probably doesn't demo well, right? You want to sit down with Starfield for two hours the first time you play Starfield, not 40 minutes or 30 minutes with rubbish headphones on in a crowded area having queued for six hours. So, um, Are you saying that the official Xbox headset is rubbish? Well, that is a good point. That's probably what they'll have there, isn't it? Are you, is that what you're saying? That's I mean, I've never used it. You have. So you can give us oh, your that's review. Absolutely garbage. I hate it. 
Well, there we go then. There we go then. <laughs> Have you used the Starfield one? Uh, the, you bought the Starfield one or just the controller? Just the controller and the okay. watch and the, oh yeah yeah, yeah the watch. no so not not the headset <laughs> although I was close I was close so close to buying it you're close oh. well sounds like you made a good move by not doing that but the games that will be playable there Stalker two Payday three is going to be at the the, the Xbox booth Don't Nods yep. recently announced how do you say that game Jacent 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 Armored Core is playable ah. Party Animals uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven DLC and a bunch of other stuff that we don't care about, including Persona 5 Tactics, which I don't care about, but a lot of people probably do. I can't believe we just say don't care. That was him. That wasn't wow. us. That, that was him. That was him. I'm um, not going to play it. <laughs> Matt's opinions not... do not reflect the uh, the thoughts of my Xbox and me. <laughs> yeah. He's on the podcast every week, but his thoughts do not reflect the rest of us. Mm. Um, was God of War playable? At E3, at PlayStation's thing. Was Spider-Man playable? At... I'm trying to think about I'm trying to think about from a, a marketing perspective of this, right? The bigger games don't really need to be playable. It's sure. what I'm trying to get at here, right? Like, I'm trying to, and I'm trying to compare it to obviously PlayStation because I think it's a fair comparison as to how they, this is Xbox's biggest game of the year. It's the game to go up against uh, other first party titles across Nintendo and, and Sony. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to think. I've I've never been at uh, Gamescom or E3 when the big titles are getting their marketing pushes, but I don't think they get shown as playable, right? Like we get to. You hear about press and influencers going and doing backdoor demos of watching people play things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they're not usually playable until we get our review copies, right? Yeah, I I know for a fact Cyberpunk wasn't. I believe. Yeah. Um, so I know that was a behind the closed yeah, doors. Was, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah. this this is. This isn't anything new, is what I'm trying to get at, I guess. No, it's not. And and I think for big games, typically what you see is they'll have their own event. Like, they won't do it at Gamescom. They'll do their own event in London and one in New York and one in LA, and they'll invite the press that they want to that, to that. Um, you know, Gamescom is chaotic at the best of times, regardless of whether or not you're press or public. And so, uh, yeah, just being able to do it in a more closed environment is probably better for them. Uh, and they have more room, you know, like the the press area. They probably can only have four or five setups in the in the back door. I mean, Xbox have probably got a much bigger area in the press, locked off bit. But um, but yeah, typically they'll only have sort of six or seven setups. It's difficult to get a lot of press in there to to get through those appointments quickly, sort of thing. So yeah, interesting. I'm disappointed yeah, I mean, though. I wanted to play it. I'm sad. Yeah, but like you said, did you want to play it for fifteen minutes? No. And I didn't want to queue in the did public you want to area. Play, did you want to play for 15, 20 minutes where you've been dropped in from somebody else who's just started the demo and they've been kicked off? I always hate that when I play games. We're like, they've, they've given us a slice demo on purpose, right? And the person hasn't come along to quit out of it and restart the demo or whatever. And then you just sit down and you go, well, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And then you start basing opinions off of what you've played, which is not even a fair assessment of what, the devs or, or the team that's been that's put this together um, have even wanted you to see. They want to see you play it from the start or from whatever point they've dropped you off on. So I think as a whole, this is good, especially it's a Bethesda game. If there was a single bug and someone pulls out their phone and records it, the, the PR nightmare of, oh, this game's a yeah. buggy mess. Like, one bug doesn't make something a buggy mess. Um, but we all know that is literally what people are waiting for literally they are waiting to find the most atrocious bugs they can to just clown on it and get impressions on Twitter. That's what I keep seeing nowadays is people just doing crazy things for impressions on Twitter. Now that we've got the, uh, the Elon Musk uh, bucks coming in with the ad revenue, yeah. like you see people just trying to farm interactions. Now. And I'm just like, oh, this is gross. And I can just see it getting worse and worse and worse. I, for me, it's just, I don't like going into like, obviously... I think they're right not showing uh, Starfield on the floor uh, or having like short sessions like this. Like you've said, guys have said, it's this is not a game that you get a good impression after twenty minutes of playing. But going into the conversation about like the the reaction to it, it's it feels like there's some kind of double standards a little bit. Like you said, like did we get a Spider Man one? Did we get a God of War one? Uh, do we get Cyberpunk ones? No, not really. Uh, no. Why is it that? Xbox are expected to 
not do the same as everyone else. Like Welcome. Xbox is somehow kind of held on a pedestal and then just people coming along and just trying to push them off a little bit every time. Welcome it's to like... covering Xbox despawn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're about to learn everything that every other company every other company does, which is like just the norm, is mm-hmm. not the same thing that happens to Xbox. Xbox is held to a much greater standard for some unknown reason. Um, which the one thing I'll give uh, Nintendo credit for though. When they have a big first-party game, Nintendo are doing the EGXs, the Comic-Cons, things like that. Nintendo have always got their games around to be played. Yeah. Always. So you've got to give credit where credit is due there, like Splatoon or any of the Mario games that come out. And they demo very, very well. Yeah. Um, so, I, w- yeah. I would say that Nintendo... I think Nintendo held themselves to a different standard, though. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a Nintendo game released in a buggy format. They release nah. when they're ready. So I think they definitely like plan their releases pr- better than some other first parties and second parties. Some would say the hardware is a lot less powerful, so there's less chances of there to be um, a lot of... But in the type of games they play, look at Pokemon, right? If they really pushed mm-hmm. the boundaries oh, with yeah. uh, Legends and actually made it the open-world game that I was hoping for, that game probably would have been a buggy mess, but they knew mm-hmm. the limitations of the hardware that they're working with. Uh, so they go, oh, okay, I won't, we won't push the boundaries and we'll wait for, I'm seeing reports, I've been on Twitter a little bit, seeing new new console next year, apparently, there's the rumours right now, so am I going to buy another Switch that I won't use? Look. Probably, eh? Yeah. I don't know why it don't get turned on. Looks pretty, looks pretty dusty to me, Fix. Looks pretty yeah. dusty to me. I'm going to be honest with you, mate, it just don't get used. Yeah. One interesting aspect, like this kind of a tangent, but similar to what we were just talking about, is uh, Nintendo don't typically have a big presence at Gamescom, but this year kind of do. I wonder why that is. Mm-hmm. Tinfall hat time. They're not announcing a new console. They're not announcing No, it I don't think they're announcing a new console either, <laughs> but you need some presence on the show floor to have some presence in the media area, and maybe if you're trying True. to get that in front of people behind closed doors. Maybe that's what you need yeah. to do. But I should say, I have no knowledge of that. That is pure wild speculation. Tim Fall Hat stuff. I know nothing. I got we get you. We get you. So what, what should I try and play out of that list then? The list that they, they've said they're going to go with, what's the one I should try and play for the lovely My Xbox and Me lot? What are you guys excited? Well, maybe maybe throw it out to the Don't audience. Don't Love's new game. I'd love to hear opinions of that personally. Uh, Quantity Dream's new game as well. <laughs> those, sure. those are the two for me. That I'm like, oh, I want to know how they play, how well they play. Uh, well, I can tell you on the uh, the Don't Nod one because uh, there's a demo out for it, uh, oh, okay. and it's very good. Oh. It's it's kind of like a puzzle climbing game, uh, but it is and like it's it's Don't Nod, so you know the story in there as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, ton of fun. Definitely go check it out. The mechanics are really cool. Uh, so yeah, but no, if if you get a chance on the show floor, Matt, definitely check it out yourself. It Ooh. is a ton of fun. Well, Hopefully if there's a demo already out there, probably won't waste my time queuing up to okay. play yeah. the games come. Um but yeah Stalker 2 is the one that I'm probably most interested on for that yeah, list. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. also I kind of know how it's going to play I guess. Like I'm not going to be surprised by what that game is am I by playing it at games come no. so. No. Uh, yeah. I'd like to see what Armor Cars like Party Animals um I think well like that game's the new duty from forever for party games. Yeah. yeah. Just release the damn thing. Um I'm interested to see what Phantom Liberty is going to be like. I've heard a lot of talk about how, uh, obviously, they're revamping the entire system. I want to see that in action. So I'd be interested to hear what that's like. Well, yeah, I, I, I remember Crush mentioning it to me because I hadn't. Mm-hmm. I played it when I first got uh, Cyberpunk. Didn't like it too much. Obviously, it was broken a lot. Um, and then, yeah, there was rumors, obviously, it's going to be like sort of revamped. So now might be the perfect time to do both. Like, if I do enjoy the base game, then check out this DLC. So, yeah, I'd love to know how how that is I, again i need an, i want a new open world game that for me just for my own for my own time enjoyment sort of thing um playing i've been we'll talk about it a little bit but i'm playing a bunch of punch club and i'm just like oh yeah i can have fun with games that is not on stream so now i'm trying to like find games that i can play in little bite sizes so yeah um let's jump into what's been in our box boys i'll kick off again like i said uh the only thing i have with me is my steam deck i did download Baldur's gate 3 um, nice. it did take me 24 hours to download it uh, out here in Cyprus on their 10 megabytes per second internet. But we got there. We got there. Um, 
I haven't started that yet. Obviously, we know this game is coming to Xbox eventually. Isn't currently um, on Xbox. We know it's going to be on PlayStation beforehand, which I've seen a few Sony ponies uh, being out there, um, being like, oh, look at the game. I got this review. I'm like, yeah, on PC. Relax, man. Like, we all knew <laughs> this game was going to be good anyway. Yeah. Um, I cannot wait to start a campaign with you guys. I cannot wait. Let's do uh, it. Yeah, no, I'm... I am being deadly, 100% serious. I want us to try and set a day or whatever. I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know. I've not played it enough to know if it's a case of, can I bring my character into one of our worlds and then it's not going to mess up the entire campaign? Or how we need to sit down and figure out how we want to do it. But mm. I want it to be the four of us each week Come like a D and D session. The four of us come together, and we just stream it, and we just I don't know, we play for a few hours, um, as long as we possibly can, to be honest with you. And so tell the wives and the girlfriends to fuck off because we're playing games tonight. Uh, Matt, don't tell your wife to fuck off. You yeah, just got could married. It could end badly. Not a good start. I don't mm. think it'll go well for you. Um, Wait six months, and then you can. You yeah, know, then you, you start, can start doing that. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I'm pro- Do you know what? Just don't tell anyone to fuck off. And <laughs> yeah. Kick it down the stairs instead, and uh, then we'll be... There yeah, we go. Yeah. There we there go. go. There we go. Um, but yeah, I haven't started it yet. Obviously, I did play it when it was in the early preview. Access. Early access. Yeah. I got code. Did I get you a code, D-Spot? Yeah, we played it beforehand. We did, right? We did, yeah. briefly, yeah. Um, that's yeah. why I know I'm excited for it. I'm just so ready. I keep hearing that the combat is like really, really tough, though. Really it is tough. tough. So to piggyback off of this, I have started yeah, yeah, it. I have played it. Um, so I played a couple of hours of it. Um, it is tough. Like even you know, it gives you three difficulty options before you start. You can change them anytime you want. Um, you know, one is very story based, and then one is medium, and then one is tactical or whatever they call it. And I'm on the medium one. And yeah, it's tough. My dudes are dying in like one hit or two hits from people I didn't even know were here. Um, I think I'm being all sneaky, sneaking up on dudes, pushing them off a rooftop. And then from another rooftop, I get sniped by some goblin 360 no scope ladder stall motherfucker. Um, but it's great. It's great. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'm loving it. I played it. It gives you an option at the start whether or not you want to play one of the characters they've built that has a backstory or start your own okay. brand new character start my own brand new character and then you meet the other characters along the way and create your party um really cool really cool perfect D slice i don't think it does a fantastic job of explaining the kind of like deep D mechanics of if you're not familiar with that system like like how you how you roll a dice and then get all these added things to it based on your skills it doesn't really explain any of that it just kind of appears and then goes oh and you get an extra two from here and an extra one from there and we're moving on and it's like oh okay um but yeah but it it is fantastic all the reviews are already you know very positive uh or reviews in progress i should say because i think codes went out very late and people couldn't get around to finishing it um but yeah well deserved praise across the board i think fair enough fair enough these one we've been playing so I actually went out the house uh, to play a game. Uh, I know. What? Uh, I w- actually went to London um, to check out the new Vampire Survivors co-op mode uh, uh-huh. early. Uh, so I've been playing that a little bit. Very good. Uh, so it is only couch co-op at the moment. Uh, I know I was talking to one of the devs. Oh, in fact, I was talking to the main dev, uh, Luca, who said that they are wanting to work on it. But obviously, that's a whole double kettle of fish at the moment. But yeah, local co-op. If you are familiar with Vampire Survivors, it... It just feels so natural. Um, they've, they've done a really good job of balancing uh, the characters and the abilities and weapons. Uh, so when you play, as you play through, uh, you can only get a certain amount of weapons depending on how many players there are. So you're not okay. all like fully maxed out, powered with six weapons and stuff. Uh, so they do a really good balancing act on that. Uh, the enemies kind of scale as well really well. Uh, it's It just feels perfect. Um, I know that they've... Uh, teased that there's going to be extra stuff in there as well so we'll see so that drops on the 17th i think is when it officially launches so it's going to be on game pass it's going to be on game pass pc uh so xbox and everywhere else steam as well so definitely go check it out it's super cheap as well just for the base game if you don't have game pass Uh, i think uh they try and keep it like below like five pounds just for the base game and then there's a couple of dlcs for like a pound 150 yeah 
So definitely check it out. Uh, other than that, what have I been playing? Um, I jumped into a game of Payday 3 earlier today, and I'm planning on jumping back in. Yeah. It feels like more Payday. Okay. Sure. Um, Which is what I want. That, that's, yep. um, yeah. That, that may sound like a uh, backhanded compliment in a way. Um, but no, I'm absolutely fine with that. More Payday? Cool. Yep. Cool. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. More Payday. <laughs> and it's new guns. Yep. yep. I'm good. Cross-playing Game Pass? Sure, let's do it. I'm in. Yeah. Absolutely. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Matt, what have you been playing? Um, i got a weird one for you. Uh, so there's a bar in... in There's one in Bristol and one now in Cardiff as well called NQ64. It's a bar arcade. Yeah, it's very good. Well. Mm -hmm. It's very good. If you get a chance to go, you should go. I've been twice in the last two weeks. Last week went because they put Barbie Explorer on the PlayStation 1. So me and Emma went and played through Barbie Explorer on the PlayStation 1, and that game is awful. Like, truly, truly terrible. Just in every facet of its being. It is a platformer where every time you jump, the frame rate drops to about six frames per second. Nice. It, it, you're running at the camera. You're running away from the camera. It's just truly terrible in everything it's trying to do. So that's fun. Um, and my favorite arcade game of all time is Track and Field. And so... Oh. We played that, and I broke my thumb playing track and field. That's so right. my thumb is currently, my one thumb is currently twice as big as the other, and it's in a lot of pain. So apart from that, I've been playing Baldur's Gate, and that's it. Can we just go off on a tangent real quick on, on the track and field? Because I have some of the most fond memories it's in gaming with that game. So it was, my dad's not, my, so my dad always worked in, worked in Dixon's, if anyone remembers what Dixon's was in the UK. Yeah. Um, uh, the electrical department of Walmart, let's say, for our American listeners. Sure. Um, and so he's always worked around games, he's never been into games. Owns a game shop now, still doesn't play games pretty much. He just works in games. Don't ask me why, he's, he's an interesting man. Um, but that was one of the very few games we could get him to play. Me and my brother, I've got a half brother, the exact same age as me. And I just some of my fondest memories is me, my brother, my dad going to his shop, grabbing the, grabbing the PS1, a multi tab. Three, three or four controllers and everyone would go to my nan's house on a Sunday for dinner and then you'd have an uncle who would come in and play and you'd just see me whip off my sock and put it over my thumb and I'm sitting there uh, wrapping right. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you did that one. <laughs> but I remember it so like it's weird how those those games are so good. Yeah. Like all iterations of those games are so good. And yeah, and some of my fondest, fondest memories is playing uh, the Sega, Sega Saturn, because I was a Sega kid. Um, they had a version of there. It was a green case, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then there was a PS1 version. I had it on the N64. Mm -hmm. Like, every single version of international track and field that we could get our hands on with either a multi-tab or, obviously, N64 had four, four controller input. Um, we would do it all the time. So, yeah, anytime I hear that game... It instantly sends me back to my nan's house uh, in a flat with like all of my family on a Sunday, and people who don't even play video games are like, "So wait, what do I have to do? Tap two buttons? Yeah, I'm in. I can play yeah. that." Yeah. And no problem. The heartbreaking <laughs> thing is in these bars, nobody ever plays track and field. Where we walk in there, it's busy as hell. We were in there last night, busy as hell. Yeah. Nobody's on the track and field machine, and it's heartbreaking because it's the best machine in there. And I agree. The one in Cardiff, instead of having two buttons that you tap to run, so it's, yeah. every game in there is a, a variation on that, right? High jump yeah. or whatever. It's tapping the two buttons really quickly. The one in Cardiff has a rollerball, which I'd never seen before. So it's like a big, like like this, like my mouse, <laughs> like that. And you like wait, stop, spin wait, the ball. Stop, 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 stop. Go Bring on. that back up. God, this is my mouse. What the fuck is that? I've had this for like <laughs> 15 years or something. That's not what you Shows. use for a mouse. This is what I use for a mouse, yeah. It's my gaming mouse, boy. <laughs> no, that's not true. I have an actual gaming mouse, but this is what I use for a mouse, yeah. It's good so for wait, editing. When we, play, when we were playing Call of Duty and stuff, that's what you was using? No, 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 no. I was oh, using well, I was using a controller <laughs> the way the way those games are intended to be played. <laughs> but this is really good for I mean people who are listening to the podcast are having a great time right now. But this is really good for editing because you've got this like scroll wheel here and you can come in and out on. It's great. It's great. Don't worry about it, fix. 
I'm a I real gamer boy. I'm on holiday. That's too nerdy for me. I'm not even. I'm not even trying to get into that. Right. I'm not even trying. To and get I'm just. That. I'm just um, here for the affiliate link. Send, send it to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then the last thing. So what I've been playing. I've been playing. Um, I've been. Wait. Did you say a weird game? Huh? Sorry. Did you say the weird game? What was the weird game? Barbie Explorer. Bar- Barbie, Barbie, sorry. Yeah, yeah, played yeah. through the sorry, whole thing. Wanted to um, kill myself. Yeah. I've been playing Punch Club. So I played it on the fly out here. So that was four hours. I played it for about two and a half hours before my stream deck died, which is the only problem with that damn machine. It dies a lot when you play games on it. Shocker. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. It's it, Hades been, Hades was like, oh, let me see what you're playing. And I'm like, you're not going to care. It's a time management game, 8-bit. Um, but I've literally, I beat Chapter 1 literally just before we started the podcast. I'm currently the Amateur World Champion. Um, and do you know what? I've just, I'm having a great time with it. I really am. It's one of those games where it's a, we would say it's a perfect podcast game, right? Something you can put on that you want to glance up at. I watch video podcasts for some reason. Um well, I say that as we produce a video podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I and I like to glance up at it, a podcast while playing it. Um, so it's been perfect to play down by the pool. And again, we've been talking to a bunch of people. A bunch of people know like, what I do for a living. They're like, you're still working. You're still playing games. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is Punch Club. This is, this is not work. This, this is, is work. the most minimalistic, fun, enjoyment game. So like, obviously, being on holiday, you're out in the sun all day, right? So you're super drained. So we've been coming up to the room at like 11, 12-ish. I've been getting, I've been knackered. I'm tired. I'm so tired. I'm knackered. Baby, I've got to come up to the room. I'm so tired. I need to go to sleep. Get into the bedroom. I sit there for an hour more playing punch club. And Hayley's like, you were tired. You were tired. What's wrong? Like, no, this don't count. This is so (laughs) lightweight on my brain, but so fun that I'm just loving every minute of it. Um, But yeah, I spoke about it last week a little bit with you, Despawn. It's exactly what I was saying beforehand is um, pretty much item resource management in a way of like, you have to keep eating and you have to get your energy, your happiness up, your heart's up. Um, Time will keep going down depending on which, uh, where you go across the map. Um, I've now unlocked the sewer system, which is now I'm going through there. There's a bunch of references like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and things like that. It's just, it's one of those really, really cool games. I also did download uh, the WrestleQuest game. Um, didn't get to play it yet because I've been addicted to Punch Club, but it is on my Steam Deck as well. So yeah, that's what I've been playing while I've been out here. And like I say, I'm, I'm debating whether to even start Baldur's Gate while I'm here. I've got it downloaded. I'm just like, mm, maybe I'll wait for the big screen for that one. Yeah, character creator for the flight home. So it's no, because then my chat's gonna beat me up. Our, chat, our chats will beat us up for not doing True. that. That first stream is probably just gonna be us creating characters. What do you mean? Almost <laughs> definitely, yeah, absolutely. Backstory, character—that's all part of this stream, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Let's jump into the news before we get out of here, boys. First piece of news: Resident Evil Two remake is now the best-selling Resident Evil game ever. That's ever. Uh, Capcom's Resident Evil 2 remake has sold more copies than any other Resident Evil title in its franchise history. 27 years Resident Evil's been around now. Crazy. Uh, It's currently sitting at, or just gone past, 12.6 million uh, community of live play uh, sales across console and PC. Um, Previously, Resident Evil 5? No, was five the highest or was it seven? Dethroning seven previous record holder Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, which sold 12.4 million copies. So it goes, I'm trying to think. So now it's two, seven, five, six. Maybe, yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Actually, it might be the other way around. It might be six, five. Um, I mean, this should come as no surprise to anybody, if we're being honest. Resident Evil 2 is probably the best Resident Evil uh, game out. I think it probably the best survival horror game ever made um the remake i th- i think the more and more i play it again i play it every year and i play og every year the more i compare the two i think it's hard not to beat on og resident evil 2 because of nostalgia um mm-hmm. obviously that puts me back in a different place in my life every time i play that game but i think overall 2 is a much better game obviously more modern game but a much better game just the way it's uh built apart from the zapping system not being there um 
But yeah, Capcom, Capcom still killing it. That game's still selling well. It's horror games are in a very interesting place right now. I feel like they are doing very, very well. They're on the they're on the up again. Survival horror, horror. It does well on on uh, obviously Twitch or or YouTube and Kick wherever else you want to uh, stream content. It does well. Um, because they're just well-produced games. Also, I think the thing that horror, like horror films, right, they don't stand around too long. Like, you get in, you get out, you get your yeah. jump scare. They're fun. I find the same thing with survival horror games. You get in, you get out, you get the fun of whatever the game is. It's not an RPG that's 100 hours. You get to have this concise 20 to 15 to 20 hour experience, and everyone see, sort of goes home happy. Um, yeah. But yeah, man. Resident Evil 2 Diesel. I know you're a big fan as well. Oh, huge. Absolutely huge. I mean, you can't see it. It's off camera because I've changed my angle, but I got my liquor down there from Resident Evil 2. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm so excited. Like like you said, Capcom don't miss. Uh, absolutely not. Even even the ones we don't think they're going to hit on, they still do. Uh, and yeah, Resident Evil 2 is by far and away to me like the best example of a Resident Evil game. Uh, I think they, they absolutely knocked out of the pack. I know like a lot of people like when it first got announced, like, yeah, Resident Evil 2 be fun maybe for a bit, but no, they're actually like my by question, a mile. It's so good. My question for you is do you think Resident Evil 4 surpasses this? No. In sales? Uh, well for sales, you mean sorry. Yeah, in sales, in sales, in sales. Um possibly. I don't know what the current sales are. Um not- uh, one thing I've not heard. I haven't heard anything. It was very... Resident Evil 4 was a very interesting game, the remake when yeah. it came out. It came out, obviously this year, it came out, we played it, we've enjoyed it. I think a lot of people put it up there as one of the best games this year. Mm-hmm. But there hasn't been, for me, again, and maybe it's because it's Resident Evil 4 and I kind of blocked that out in my mind, but for me, there hasn't been that same longevity compared to Resident Evil 2 where people were still talking about it. I feel like when 2 came out, it had a longer towel compared to what 4 Remake has had. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just not in the right circles. I think you're right. I just think that Resident Evil 2 set a new precedent for what a remake is, or what certainly what a Resident Evil remake is. And so people kind of knew what they were going to get with Resident Evil 4 Remake. Like, I think it still surprised a lot of people and and was very, very good and, and, you know, potentially better than what they were expecting but not like so wildly different to what they were expecting um yeah yeah and so sorry go ahead no no i was just gonna say yeah i think the problem with the comparison to two remake to four remake is two was quite a big departure from the original uh re2 whereas four just felt more like a, a bells and whistles cleanup of like the original four i think it's a bit closer to like the releases for them to uh to not stand out as much it's the same thing i was gonna say it's the same thing we're gonna see with like i think metal gear in mm-hmm. a way where you're gonna see metal gear um snake here get remade right and i think it's gonna do really well obviously we haven't had any metal gear game in such a long time so i think that alone is gonna make it do really well but if they had done metal gear one i feel like that's where you because of that hd jump as well right like when I play Resident Evil 2 Remake, it looks how I remember it in, in my head. And then you go and play it, and you go, oh yeah, it's nothing like that, is it? But that's what I was envisioning when I was playing it still, in yeah. a interesting way. So, yeah, sorry to cut you up at this one. Yeah, me no, too. no, no, no. Um, yeah. But yeah, but it's interesting. It's interesting. I'm happy. What, what, Michael, where do you think, with the way they've done um, Resident Evil 8, with the whole, they brought out the third person mode in the third person, in the, sorry, the first, no, third person mode in the first person game. Do you think now Resident Evil, this, the big selling point of nine will be, we know our OG fans like this. We know our new school fans like this. How about you can both have what you want? Do you think we are going to get to that point now? Because they've proven they can do it. Because I played, I played through uh, a, in full uh, third person, and it plays perfect. It's, there's, there's not, there's not a problem with it where I thought there may have been. I thought it was going to feel off in a type of way with it just being added. They've proven they can do it. Do you think they will just now? It will be a case of play how you want to play a Resident Evil game. 
I could see them doing it. I don't know if there's a massive market for it. Um, like, I don't know. It, it depends on, obviously, it's 100% on the developers, the kind of vision that they want. I think with the village worked really well as a, as a first person game because of the way that the game interacted with you. Uh, yeah. I haven't played the third person, so I don't know how well it works. It plays uh, well. In, yeah, okay. Does it play well, but are the jumps there as well as, uh, like, See, is, that's perfect hard example. Because you know it's coming. Yeah. Is the problem. Because you've played it through before, you already know that that's coming. Yeah. So it's hard to, to have that. I feel like we'll have two. If they do decide to do it with both camera angles, mm -hmm. I feel like we're going to have two very different experiences. Yeah. Matt, who play those game, who would love to play those games in first person, and me, who would love to play it through in third person, right? Can yeah. I get what you're saying? Is there a way to design those games that we both get the experience we want? Because yeah. for third person, you need things jumping through walls and jumping out of you because you can't see it coming. Where first person, you can have it sort of off to the angle a little bit more and it's still it creep is yeah so can you do both i, I don't know i think I guess, maybe that sounds amazing yeah. to me <laughs> yeah i guess the question is like perfect example because you've played through both versions now on village yeah what was the dollhouse section like in third person not as good yeah no 100 yeah. not as good not as good though but also again i think that's a big part of that is because i had already experienced that Right. Okay. Because I've already experienced that. I know, I know how to, the big baby. I already know how to get away from that. I already know where I'm going. I already know. And the, the problem is now, after speedrunning Resident Evil two and three, my speedrunner brain comes in after playing it a second time. So yeah, I think it's. I agree with you, but it's probably a little bit of an unfair comparison in a way. So again, it goes back to that thing, like the developers' uh, like vision. If they design it to work really well in both versions. Then maybe yeah. it will it'll be a. It, I could definitely see them introducing a version of a Resident Evil in the future where it has both first and third person, so you have yeah. the choice. But it just obviously depends on how the developers designed the game. So do those jump scares work in both like viewpoints? Gotcha. I think I think it's likely. Um, I think like you know they lean into VR where they can as well, right? Like I think they're they're quite keen to get as many people to play this. Yeah, and pay to play when, it as many times the, as they can. When the Sony money comes in, baby, it's a different story. Let yeah, me tell for sure. You. For sure. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think like, uh, yeah, I think they're, like you say, they're not missing at the moment. They're excited to see what they got next. Excited to see nine. 100%. Yeah. Next up, uh, coming soon, you can stream your games uh, directly to Discord. Uh, last year, Discord brought the ability to chat, which we were asking for for the longest time on this podcast to a point where now everyone I know already plays on PC, so this doesn't really matter, which True. is a shame. Uh, but they're continuing to support uh, Xbox and Discord working together uh, continuously. You're going to soon be able to stream your games directly to Discord. Um, I don't get this. I've never understood this. Um, I'm guessing that there, there must be a market out there for it, in a way. Yeah. So enjoy, I guess. I'm guessing they so... I'm guessing I'm trying to think of when this would be used. Like you're not a streamer, because otherwise you'd be streaming it on Twitch, YouTube, Kick, wherever. Is this like three of your friends have one game and one of your friends is playing FIFA? So you all stream it so that everyone can see each other's point of view. You think like that's what the kids are doing or maybe. maybe. I, I heard of uh, uh one of the guys I work with who streams Tarkov a lot or plays Tarkov a lot, doesn't stream Tarkov, but plays it a lot. Yeah. Him and all of his mates will sit in a Discord call and share their screen so they can all see each other's point of view when they're playing Targoff. Feels like cheating to me, but that, that is something they do. That, that definitely mm. sounds like cheating. Um, Interesting. So, yeah, I, th I think there are probably a lot of use cases that we just don't think about. I just thought it was cool yeah. and put it in here because the sort of integration with Xbox and, and Discord, like you say, has been coming. They're just supporting more and more features and, and becoming more ubiquitous and something that a lot of people care about, I'm sure. So, um, so yeah. Thought it was worth dropping in there. Absolutely. Uh, next up, uh, you want to play Starfield early, boys? Yeah. Yes. Well, Despawn already can because he already spent 300 quid on a watch or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. It's I... only going to cost you 34 Exactly. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly that. So yeah. basically, yes. If you have Xbox Game Pass, 
you can buy the premium edition of the game digitally for cheaper than the premium edition of the game would normally cost you, which would normally be $100. But because you have Game Pass, you can get it for $34, which gets you the five days early access. Happy oh, days, everybody. Happy days indeed. Oh, didn't have to buy a watch. You didn't have to buy a no. watch, Despawn, no. But no. I'm excited that you did. So <laughs> the question the question is though really here is like I saw there's been a there's been a bit of hubbub about it as per usual um when it comes to early access in games and blah 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 blah. To me it's whatever, but again, I sit on the, the privileged side of the fence of this of usually getting codes early and playing games ridiculously early compared to most people. So don't take what I say with a pinch of salt in a way on this. But um is thirty four ninety nine a good press? Is that a good is that a good uh, ask for a premium edition, or well, should this be in Game Pass? Well, this is a hundred bucks, right? Like, so normally it's a hundred bucks. You're not just yeah. getting the five days early access; you're getting a bunch of other stuff as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the discount it's it's nice to have. I it still doesn't sit right with me that you're like gatekeeping behind money like early access to a game. Like, I don't love it. Um. But if you're desperate for Starfield and you're planning on booking time off work or whatever to play Starfield, then, you know, it's not, I suppose it's not a bad deal. 35 quid to get early access. If you can afford it, it's a good deal. If you can't, you're pissed exactly. you're waiting, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Money rules the world. Don't blame me, people. Blame, who do we blame for money? Who, who started the exchanging of money? Uh, who the, did that? the Monopoly man. That's his yeah. fault. Miss Blame Mr. Monopoly himself, Crash. It's his fault, okay? Yeah, exactly, him, okay. exactly. Um, Next up, oh, go sorry. on, go on. No, I was just going to no, say, please. yeah, so so you're going to see a lot of people probably like streaming the game and stuff now, obviously, early. Um, yeah. So, yeah, including Mr. Despawn. So I will be staying yeah. well clear of all of it. And I will, yeah, out see, of principle, not be paying early to get it early. <laughs> Unless I get Usually I'd agree with you, like on the avoiding stream, blah, blah, blah. For this game, I really don't. Like, again, I've been a streamer for a long time, right? Like, I know what games people just refuse to watch uh, any content from. A game like this, where there's so many different ways to play it, and most people go off the beaten path, you know, sure. everyone plays these games in very different ways. It's one of the few few things where I'm like, oh, I'm, a, I'm actually fine with, like, the early access and the play. Like, this, to me, is just free marketing for people like especially Despawn obviously who's paid 300 pounds for it but like this is free marketing for Starfield from from anyone who's a super fan right and they're going to be the most vocal um about how good the game is anyway even if it's bad they're the people if you paid 34.99 to play it early you're going to tell people it's good without it being good i can guarantee you that potentially um, yeah. yeah but it's just just the way it is so i can i just i can just see it how it is at the end of the day um, but yeah, it's, it's an option for the fans. Uh, obviously, for those that are on Game Pass, it's an even better deal. Uh, like you say, I, I think what you said there about uh, like not avoiding it, like I, I think I'm a prime example for why it's probably one of those games that you can get away with like watching and not being spoiled. Fallout 4, I think I've talked about this before. I've put about 60, 70 hours into that game, and I yeah. never made for those who know the game, I never made it to Diamond City. Damn. So, yeah, so there are plenty, like, a Bethesda game, there is definitely a way that you can put in hundreds of hours of that game without actually spoiling any story whatsoever. Uh, it'll just be side quests and fun stuff. So, yeah, so I think Starfield's one of those games, like, early access is great. You can, If you are a viewer, you get a chance to check it out early and see if it is for you. And if on day one of early access you feel it is, drop $35, and then yeah. you can pick it up a few days extra early. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh. I'll come look at my watch. Either one. It's fine. Yeah, do both. Do both. Yeah. Um, you know when you get here, we want a whole episode of you doing the podcast, but I expect you every, every 10 minutes. Every 10 minutes, exactly. What time exactly. is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's blast through these last couple because I want to go eat and it's lunchtime here. Uh, Microsoft has created a pizza-scented Xbox controller, and apparently it's disgusting. Uh, this was in collaboration with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, the Mayhem, uh, Mutant Mayhem movie, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, I've seen a bunch of videos of it of people, especially on TikTok. Is it pizza or is it a controller? And it's like, come on, we've all smelt like the rubbery pizza. We know it's, we know the difference. Stop making these dumb TikTok. 
Gar. But um, yeah, cool, cool collaboration nonetheless. Um, next one, Microsoft is uh, they're doing a repairability uh, push now to extend Xbox controllers, which is fucking awesome, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for those who don't know the ins and outs of this, um, there's and they've now got a way of being able to um, pay to get repair kits uh, for your Elite Two controller. Uh, also the base controller, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yes. Uh, so you can get replacement motors. You can get replacement uh, the rubber parts that come off of the, the Elite 2s often. Um, they're all at various different price points, which you can go check out uh, if you want to know more information on this. But I think this is actually really, really cool. This is actually a very, very cool thing to do. Um, yeah. And this doesn't benefit Microsoft in any way, shape, or form. Because I'll be honest with you, they would much rather you buy a, hundred, a $200 controller again. Yeah. Sure. Um, so yeah, really, really cool. Really cool to see Xbox do this. Um, I hope this becomes a standard now within yeah. you know, it will knowing Xbox to be honest yeah. with you. Um, but I hope this becomes a standard now for anything they plan on, which is like, oh, you've watched a YouTube video, you know where the screws are, just go do it yourself. If that's what you want to yeah. do, here let us help you be able to do that. I'm I'm kind of interested. Obviously, having the parts to be able to replace it yourself is fantastic. So you'd have to spend a two hundred fifty pound uh, controller every time you need a new one. Or hundred and fifty. Sorry, I'm sorry. I've just used that two hundred fifty pounds. So that's what I spent on a watch. Um, but I'm interested to see how this is going to like maybe lean into the design lab side of stuff. Do we get custom uh, plates that you can fit yourself now, uh, or rather than having to buy a brand new controller? Sorry. Technically, they're already out there, those sorts of things. Like, you can buy them on Amazon now. Where yeah, people, like third-party stuff, yeah. You talk, yeah, you talking official, like, official yeah. Xbox branded stuff? Mm, I don't think so. I think they'll probably want to keep that in the design lab. Well, that, they'll probably still be like, no, we want you to buy a whole controller from us. We don't want you to buy the case and things like that. Maybe I'm wrong. Stranger things that happen, like a repairability um, controllers now, so... Yeah, I, me personally, I feel like they've got a... It's the branding for everything, right? It's the hardest part for all this. And that just seems like an unnecessary um, headache from Xbox's point of view, where it's like, Design Labs is cool because we get to sell you a $80, $60 controller, where is it really... They're going to be overpriced for a bit of plastic, and people are going to complain about that as well. Because realistically, you're still going to want to charge... Thirty, thirty-five dollars for yeah. the customer, and at that point, it's like, oh, well, I might as well just buy a whole new controller. So, yeah, I'll be, I'll be interested to see where they go with it. Honestly, I'm going to save this next piece of news for when Crash is here. What? Because otherwise, if we don't, if we, if we talk about this without Crash, Crash will beat us all up. <laughs> so, obviously, referencing the kind of interesting stuff, I will wait till Crash is back to talk about it. So, we're going to be about two weeks late on this, but I want to see Crash's impression. So, Fair yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this then. Um, we're doing one question. Ooh. Is there one amazing question in here? Because I've got to go. Fick, uh, D Spawn, you pick. Uh, ooh. It's hard. I'll, let's go with the first question. All right, cool. <clears throat> uh, remember you can email in my xbox in me podcast at gmail.com hit us up on twitter which i did see a few people is on twitter i don't think we got your questions this week but i will sort it out don't worry um with the hashtag m you can tag us all at my p video at despawn games at no it's paul despawn no despawn game paul yeah. despawn nope. right? at yeah. paul despawn yeah, I thought so. At uh, Paul Despawn and NC Fix, our crush is at Crush Next Place. And we have the official My Xbox and Me uh, as well. Um, question. With the rumors of the next Nintendo system coming in the second half of 2024 and the agreement in place to bring COD to Nintendo, do you think we could see Game Pass in some form on the new Nintendo platforms from Top Death? No. I don't think you see uh, Game Pass go onto any of Nintendo's or PlayStation systems um, in Game Pass form. I think there could be some sort of cloud thing coming in some sort of way um, that isn't. You know, right now Game Pass is is very much like Game Pass is downloadable, right? When I think Game Pass, I don't think cloud. I think downloadable. Yeah. 
I could see there being something in the works which is like very much cloud based um, for systems like Nintendo's, or you're just gonna see Call of Duty be published, but in a in a cloud form on Nintendo platforms, which they've already done with Capcom, with yeah. Resident Evil, and a bunch of other titles. Yeah, I think was, yeah, yeah. I think this is just Xbox being like, well, does how does that work? That works. They're making money. Yeah, well, join in, no problem. What do you want? How how can we make this relationship work? Um, but yeah, I'm more interested to see how powerful this damn system is. To be honest, when it comes yeah. to Nintendo, that's the biggest thing. Especially now, I'm playing with a Steam Deck, and we've got the the Ace, the Asus. Is it Asus the ROG? Uh, the ROG Ace, Ally, the rug, yeah. yeah, the Rug Ally, yeah. Yeah, and then there's there's others out there as well. Um, I'm really interested to see what Nintendo have up their sleeve. But what do you guys think? Do you think we see Game Pass on Nintendo? Um, I I don't. But a pipe dream for me would be add it as an extra tier to the Nintendo Online. Of just being like you could get Game Pass Cloud games as an extra as like an additional tier on like Nintendo Online Plus. Interesting. Similar to how we get AA play as part of Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get you get Game Pass games on Nintendo through the cloud only. I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's likely, but I mean the way that Xbox are moving at the moment, wanting to get everyone on Game Pass, you could see it, and then they get a kickback of that tier. See, I'd love that because mm-hmm. then that that would actually make my Switch a viable device. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I think um we just know that Nintendo don't care. Like like Nintendo like not that they don't care. Actually, no, I'm going to stand by that. Nintendo don't care. They don't care about like getting gay pass or thing. They don't care about giving players necessarily what they want or what they're after, right? And it, it is a bit of a pipe dream to go like, oh yeah, there's going to be a Game Pass app on switch and you're going to be able to download stuff to it i think more likely you're going to be able to like maybe backdoor away into cloud streaming game pass through the internet browser or something like that and they're just not going to bother to deactivate that and it's probably going to be a horrible experience and that's what you're going to get and then you'll get call of duty in the eShop as a streamable game just like you do resident evil I mean, I would say that you say it's a terrible experience because I'm on iPhone, so the only way that I can play is through a browser sure. uh, for a cloud. It's not a terrible experience uh, if you've got a decent Wi-Fi connection. Uh, yes, so, I, I mean, agree. It is possible, but that means you're going to have to rely on Nintendo's infrastructure to have a decent network connection. And yeah, I think we that all know that's to, not possible. That has to get better. Yeah. Does it though? Right? No, like generally, it has to. It, pro- it might not, opt, but yeah. it has to. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ, though. I think it's nice to use Game Pass cards out here. I don't think Cyprus has Game Pass. Yeah. Sad. Sad for Cyprus. Sad for yeah. only. Yeah. Sad for Guys, might be a short episode. I don't know how long we went for, but I've got to go. Haiti has sat down at lunch, sat on our own right now. And that doesn't do anything. Before I go, I want to show you my view. Oh, wow. Okay. Heck, We're getting a tour. We don't get to go. We don't get to go. I mean, and there's Wi-Fi way around. So, is there Wi-Fi out on the balcony? Do I believe him? Yep. Yeah, there is. Yeah, it's exposed for you, mate. We can't see the background. There we go. There we go. There we there go. There we go. Lovely. That is quite nice. Beautiful. It's me. Oh, oh. I'm by the sea. I haven't been there yet, though. You haven't been no. to the beach? Why would you? Nope. The pool. <laughs> exactly. So we'll walk my thank you. You guys are the worst. Until next time. We will love you. We will leave you. We'll see you all later. Follow everyone everywhere. We didn't do plugs. Goodbye. Bye.